All right, hello, and you're listening to The Zone of Hot Truth, a weekly podcast where four aspiring DMs talk about their experiences, opinions, and hot takes. I'm Kevin, and 3D-printed minis are worse than casted ones. I'm Eric. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I don't even think there's a question on that. I'm John, and enjoy taking your razor blade to all of your cast lines, fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm Grant, and... Nah, 3D. The 3D ones are just they're just easier, more convenient. All right, I'm not going to say they're any more than that. They're neither easier nor more convenient. Okay, so we're actually doing a redux of a previous episode. Um, we are going to be talking about the Session Zero and all that entails and see if our opinions have changed. Actually, that might be interesting to do. Is there anything that uh, you all want to kind of highlight that was a, a previous thing that has changed currently? Uh, yes, I, I think... In thinking about this, we kind of all talked about our our opinion had changed in some way. Eric, do you want to go first? Because I, I, sure. I got stuff in the hopper. I think yours is the the bigger change. Yeah, you might have the biggest difference um, from then to now. Uh, I thought that you should barely have a session zero. I thought that it was like a waste of a session, and that you should just offload it all to a handout that you gave to the players, and have them read ahead of time, and then come prepared with either questions or their characters. I think that that's probably a mistake, because uh, the thing that you miss out on is the collaborative character creation. So it's it's like great to come to the table with like character concepts, mm-hmm. and Eric is going to like hate this, but like not a build, but the idea of I, I want to play a wizard, or I want to play a, a sun sun soul monk. I see. So but, something like you want to like where the gaps can be filled, right? Not necessarily yes. that you have a wall with the bricks and mortar and everything there, and yes. there's no room to put another brick in, right? Yeah, uh, b- because some of my like m- like more successful parties that I've had have been uh, parties that were built collaboratively. The, yeah. Okay. This one character is building an alchemist that has a laboratory. Okay, I'm going to be her adopted daughter. Oh, you have a lab? Uh, that kind of fits in. I'm going to be a warforged. I have to be your lab assistant. And, like, things like building onto each other like that uh, collaboratively makes a much more cohesive, same-feeling party. Mm-hmm. And everybody else give their changes, and I think there's a thing okay. that I want to come come back to. That's what I was going to say. Do we do you want to kind of discuss that really briefly, and just kind of what our takes on that is regarding this, our current views? Yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, um, I think that I still think that's very important. That's one of the reasons why I always have a session zero in person is so that way the party can form a dynamic together. And it was a similar point I had last time, and it's just a cherry on top if you can also get your players more invested in the world at the same time. I have new ideas that I want to touch on more. I'm not just going to revisit the old ideas. But no, like, the party dynamic being built together in person should be a primary goal of your Session Zero. You want everyone to be a semi-coherent group going into the first session, so that way they can just kind of hit the ground running, as opposed to just being confused and lost and just not knowing how to even interact with each other, because that can really cause a game to stagnate in the beginning if no one knows how to talk to each other. What it sounds like to me is you're trying to kind of do 
some upfront work to remove the uh, uncomfortable feeling that players have when they start that first session where they're not sure how to in- they are supposed to interact with the party or in general, right? And now they have an idea of where they fit. Eric, it looked like you had something that you wanted to either maybe slap somebody with or just give a thoughtful uh, rebuttal. So, okay, guys, I want to play Monopoly. <laughs> We're going to invite everyone to come over to my house. Let's all sit down and play Monopoly. Now, no, we're not actually going to play this week. This week, we're going to sign who gets what token. Let's talk about what the importance of that token is, the history of that token, uh, what the rules are of the game. And I'll, do, I'll hand out money, the, divide the money up to everyone. But we're not actually going to play Monopoly. We're not going to roll any dice. We're not going to collect uh, pass go and collect $200. That'll be in two weeks from now. Hope you guys had a good time. This is exactly why I uh, had, was originally leaning towards not yeah. doing a session, that's session zero. zero. This yeah, that's kind of what session zero is. It's playing Monopoly without actually playing Monopoly. It's playing D anD D without actually playing D anD D, and it it feeds into the idea that every D anD D game is a critical role campaign. That cool. people need to sit and 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 I, I'm not even using that as like a, a bad term against critical role. I just mean a multi-session game. It teaches new players and uh, new DMs that the expectation up front is they're going to play those characters for months and months. Oh, that's an interesting the, take on that. When the yeah. data shows they're not. Yeah. The data shows the majority of se- games peter out after a few sessions at most. Instead, and instead of having a session zero that's going to take two hours or an hour or 45 minutes, if the big thing is this is what we're, this is, uh, we're playing D&D. This is a D20. You roll it to adjudicate things. Yeah. Here's some, here's some character sheets that you can fill out in about 30 seconds. You want to play wizard? Here's a wizard character sheet. Let's start playing. And then at the end of today, wow, that was really fun. We'll play next week. You don't need a party dynamic. The party dynamic is because everyone is being told by places that are selling these ginormous useless modules that you're going to play for a year. And realistically, you're not. All right, Eric's playing to the character. Really quickly, I want to say this reminds me of those uh, those articles that are very onion esque talking about uh, players meet to discuss rules of board game. Yes, <laughs> and then don't play. I mean, that's interesting. I, I do think that might be more of like the rules heavy systems, right? In in a sense that because a lot of the yeah. systems that are out there that are, are currently going through, um, you can make a character and start playing and know the rules within the same session, right? And I, that, that's something I kind of like. All right, John, and I believe Grant has something to say. Uh, yeah, so I, I, that's totally a thing that I I was assuming was subcon, like, just, like, subtext of this. The, the session zero should not be for everything. You're totally right. Like, when I'm doing a, uh, like, a one-shot, or, or air quotes, one-shot read actually for sessions because I don't know how to properly place content. <laughs> don't worry, you and Watsy share that problem. Oof. Uh, there it is. There, there's your, there's your Watsy. Check your bingo card. Uh, but uh, you don't need it for shorter term things or things that you don't know are going anywhere. Things that you're just like feeling out the the actual players. Uh, I disagree with the you don't have to do anything else with it. My intention was to do um, the wrap up of the previous campaign and then have the session zero at the end of that. Or if yeah, or if this is your first time, uh, and you don't have something to 
to do beforehand. Do something afterwards. Do your... You meet in a tavern at the end of it. Like, start RPing. And you don't... Then, because you don't need to make all of those final, like, okay, I am playing this subclass with this spells. You don't need to have your spells picked out. You can just start going and then build off of that. Uh, it doesn't need to be nothing. It doesn't need to be... Because, uh, frankly, I think a session zero is less than an hour 100% of the time. Or at least it should be. Grant? Eric did bring up some good points. But it, I think... But it's wrong. The way to, to get around that... when you, If you're the DM, you should think about what the intent of the game is. Is it... And, like, and also talk to your players, like... Is if it's just going to be a one shot, test the waters, see if we're all interested in this crazy D and D thing. Then Eric's right. You can have a much more bridge session session zero. Maybe just use pre mades. Do a one shot. See if you're interested in even playing the D and D. But you can sit down with the intent of playing a longer game, a game that's going to run a dozen, two dozen sessions. And if that's the case or the plan, I think you should have the session zero and. Eric's right, it could fall apart after one session. You don't know. But you, people do sit down with the intent to play longer-running games. And as long as you've thought about that as the DM beforehand and checked with your players to make sure both of you are interested in that, I think you do need to have the session zero. Spend some time briefly going over the core rules, anything you want to change, and then also developing the party and a little bit of the characters, because you don't need to write a seven-page backstory can just be, like, three or four sentences. Just a concept I thought you were going to say three or four pages. For that first session. No, I was going to say just, like, three or four sentences. Just a concept that you can, like, kind of bounce things off of for yourself and for other people. And then if it sticks, and after that first session you guys are all interested, spend some time developing it more if you want, or just let it kind of be more freeform. But it can't hurt to have a party dynamic if the intent is a longer game. I think putting the saying that like developing a party dynamic is super important like that i think that puts a lot of pressure on the dm and takes it away from the players ahead of time because now it's becoming a dm response it's it's more and more the responsibility is being shifted on the dm to be a host be a this be this that and get the care get the players to have a dynamic when they can talk about that amongst themselves they can solve that in the moment they don't they don't need their hands to be held that well that much. I think that it's the complete opposite because you're saying like there, there's no there's no like DM input to yeah, say you're pitching it to the players. You, okay, this is you're where pitching you're going to the players. That's DM. Or no, no, you're saying the the act of saying all right now you figure it out is not it's not like like a DM like of responsibility like that, that that's not extra work on the DM that's putting it on the players to decide what their like what their like party dynamic is. That's, yeah, you're giving you're them telling a chance them to, to do it. it. You're telling you're assigning you're assigning them work to do. It's not say it's not like yeah. It's not doing extra okay, I work. See, for I you. I see what you, I see what you're saying, John. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, Here, so, it the, makes the, some it makes sense given what you're saying. What it sounds like to me like the the synthesis of this would be to orient the players Right into in terms of how long this is going to be, what kind of tone is it? You know those things to give them like yep. the initial idea, and then delegate. Right. So like, all right. So now 
just like for like hosting responsibilities. All right, I expect everybody here on this time. I expect you and you and you will like do bring food or whatever, you know, that whole thing. Right. So then that suddenly they realize from the initial start, right, that everything is not just the DM's responsibility. Right. Whether that happens, who knows? But that, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking based upon what everybody is saying. Like there, there's at, there, at least at the very least, there is that. So like telling them like what to expect and then figuring out how to push things, different jobs on everybody else. Nice, silent sneeze. Good job. Eric writes. Muted. I muted my microphone. Yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, so, a, a thing, Kevin, that I really liked what you said there, and I am totally stealing, is the putting delegation of responsibilities into the session zero. Uh, I have, it's a, it's a change that happened in mine, was I cut the, uh, like, for my next campaign, I've written up the session zero handout, and I cut the etiquette section. They're reoccurring players, the the problems, uh, the problems that I'm trying to weed out and prevent with etiquette, I already know aren't there. But a thing that I am going to add, because you said that, uh, is like delegating responsibilities. Because that is a thing that I do heavily, uh, is delegating responsibilities in combat as to not have extra work on me who's playing eight characters. Like, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No. But that, no. No. That, that's that's the end of it. Like, it's, okay. it's a great idea that I will be doing. Yeah. So, is there something different from kind of everything that is said so far, Grant? That you that is a major change compared to what you said last time in the last episode where we did this. Yes, and that's um because I I know personally I might be the most guilty of this in previous episodes. I have said a lot. Oh, it's easy. Just address in session zero. Just address in session zero. Well. What if you've been playing a game for several months? You've been running it for months. That's a good point. Shoot. Yeah. I, I want to change my travel system. I'm no longer interested in this. I want to make it more complex. The whole, oh, talk about in session zero. Yeah, that's good advice if I had the thought for that house rule travel system a year ago, but I didn't. And I think it's unrealistic to expect the DM to have what might only, whether it's a one-month campaign or a two-year campaign, that they know every single change that they will ever make, and to just cover that in session zero. So I think you should have, like, state-of-the-game meetings. Like, maybe yeah. a quote-unquote arc, or story, or maybe just ten sessions. It doesn't even have to be, like, a whole plot point. Just every ten sessions, if you want to change something as the DM, have ten or fifteen minutes at the end of a session. Talk to your players about the change you I like want that. to introduce. And just get their feedback and or just let them know that this is what you would like to do and give them a chance to like maybe bow out of the game, offer what they don't like about it, and just have a discussion because it's unfair to expect the DM to know everything. Yeah, really they quickly. They're allowed to change ideas. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is from like a lot of what I've read on the internet, right, and in horrible, horrible uh, Reddits, subreddits. So the notion that, you know, nothing can go wrong if you uh, prepare for everything. Right, it's kind of like the uh, the kind of thing you should have yeah. prepared for that. I'm like, oh, okay, just uh, know the answer to all the questions in the universe. Easy. I, John, I, I I know that this is a a point that uh, Eric is going to agree with me on it. Uh, I think the uh, the idea of uh, just to fig figure it out in session zero, it's like we we throw that around a lot too. We we are as guilty as anyone, and I think that's really hard to do. Uh, I, I think uh, you can't know every possible 
like player interaction or player DM interaction. Or like Grant said, like every change that you like every rules interaction that you uh, might possibly see uh, up front. I don't know if I would do I don't know I, I don't know me personally, I don't know if I would take session time away for a state of the game. Every arcs, most campaigns, I don't know if most campaigns have arcs. Yeah, God forbid we take away from your uh, eight-hour sessions for 15 minutes. <laughs> I yeah. use every bit of the buffalo, Kevin. Oh, I, I bet. Use I every bet. bit yeah. of the buffalo. That is why I said, like, ten minutes, though. But you're right, it is a consideration. Yeah. Eric? So, I've actually done a state of the game. Oh. I ran for six sessions. Um, Since we'll do time, six four-hour sessions. And Things were not heading in a direction that, as a DM, I found sustainable. As a table, I didn't find sustainable. Uh, player interactions were poor. The heading towards any sort of quest arc or any plot hook gathering was poor. And I just was like, okay. Came in, I said, time out. We are, re- we are going to sit here and we are going to get things on a track. Like, get things heading some direction that's fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. Or I had a session zero. But I, the thing is, I had a session zero. I had the party built together. Yeah. The play, char- players made characters to interact with each other. They did the whole alchemist in a lab type thing. And there was some degree of cohesion in my session zero. And that did not, that did not, in actuality, in actual play, things deviated from that. John, I do agree with you that you said that a lot of people, including us, say just have a session zero. To solve it in session zero. That's some terrible advice. Um, <laughs> and you see it all over Twitter, yeah, yeah. all over Reddit. It just if you have a session zero, it, it is akin to the DM just washing their hands and say, "Any problems from here on out are not mine." I have done the internet's uh, basic level of of uh, problem solving. From here on out, nothing will go wrong, especially for new oh, DMs. Sorry, 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 Greg. I just just to uh, hit this last. Yeah, especially for new DMs, they read this, just have a session zero. They don't know what that means. They don't know what's important there. Their players don't know what's important there. And they don't know what's actually going to be a long campaign. Just start playing. See the red flags. Talk amongst like session zero is being used as a solution for having a simple conversation. And I just that doesn't make sense to me. You're totally right. Like you get into the, the the thing of I found myself doing this when I was writing the my second campaign's uh, session zero handout, where I was addressing problems uh, in it and going like I like I would like a thing that we ran into in the first campaign, and I would address it in the session zero, and I w- would go, "Wait, we already did that. We we've already handled that problem. The problem has been addressed already. So why am I bothering?" And then really I stopped quickly, doing. before you you uh, cut Grant off, go ahead, Grant, and give your the thing that you wanted to say. I think I I think I kind of lost it. Slash oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Entirely. God damn it, John! Relevant. You son of a bitch. It, I think it might not be entirely man. relevant because yeah. Eric and John have no. moved into what my point was was going to be. Take it off. Re- take it off relevancy then. Let's go. Yeah. Take it off. Re- well, it's it's kind of backtracking a bit, but Who I was going to give an example with. I, you, jazz, I brought baby. up travel for a very specific reason. After like a year into my current game, I want to completely change the travel system. Oh, it's the arc idea. Ah. You're right. Not every campaign has an arc or is long enough to be an arc. 
and this is where defining terms are important, the reason, the point I chose to introduce that change and have that 10-minute discussion at the end of the session, which I think is worth sacrificing to just make the game more enjoyable for you as the DM to run. Because um, we said your fun also matters. Like, we should always remember that. But um, the party was about to leave a city that they had been in for several sessions, and that can be an arc. Like, okay, travel is about to become relevant. This is the point where I'll take 10 minutes at the end of the session before they leave the city to talk to them about my proposed new changes for travel. So it can be easy to find a point to have that meeting or, like, state of the game. And it doesn't have to be the end of a giant quest or an epic plot line, or it doesn't have to be 10 sessions. It can be oh, they're leaving the city they've been in for three sessions. This is the perfect time to talk about my new travel. It can be, they just got to the city. This is how I'm going, this is when I'm going to introduce my new, like, kind of factions and politics rules or whatever the change right. may be. You can always yeah, find I something think that's appropriate. Good. Eric, really quickly, and then we'll kind of get into the, the ending of the podcast. Give me a shot at it, too. All right. Uh, I just want to say the... Again, I think we started where we started at session zero. I think now we are slowly expanding the scope of what it generally means. And that's players are going to like get into the game. Yeah. People should new DMS and new players should get into the game because having playing rules encyclopedia before playing D and D is going to turn a lot of people off. And again, I'll mention statistically, you're only going to play a few sessions almost certainly before the campaign, uh, air quotes campaign ends. Just start go over what things are off the table, what the like uh lines and veils, go into safety type mechanics, go into mm-hmm. tone, and then start rolling dice and start playing because the more you get away from that, it's going to turn people off. It's going to uh become this uh behemoth of expectations and it's it's gonna drag things down. John. Uh the thing that I wanted to uh point out about Grant's thing was and I guess this is, uh, we're getting back into another point of, that we had in the like, homebrewing rules, I think was the name of the episode. But that seems just like an opportunity for a lot of player pushback on, on rules changes. Because, <laughs> and it's a thing that we had, it's a thing that we had talked about there up front was, uh, like, decide your rule changes up front and say them at session zero for if players have a real big problem with them, they have an exit ramp. So, I guess I I, I can... What you're saying makes sense, Grant, uh, I with the caveat of be prepared that that could be an exit ramp if somebody is real fucking mad about a rule change. Uh, I don't think they should be, but, I, like, players can be petulant children. Yeah. Yeah. D&D, yes, a game where is, people learn to uh, interact socially with other humans. Yeah, it, it is a concern, and it is a risk. So, like, uh, and here we go again. As much as is possible, any big change, try to work into session zero, but don't be afraid to change rules later. Like, you're allowed to change your mind and tweak things, and it might be hard, but... yeah. I don't know. Every few sessions, just revisit rules if you want to. The last John, thing you have, I was you have one sentence, say, and then we're going to go into the final stuff. Yes, the last thing I was going to say to that was uh, big changes up front, incremental changes during the campaign. Uh, yes. Anything that would completely change it, you should probably have that up front. There are more DMs yes. than players. There are more players than DMs. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, why don't we go ahead and with that go into our final thoughts. So go ahead and give that out in less than a tweet. We know that's not possible, but please try. <laughs> Listen to last week. You long-winded motherfuckers. I like to talk, I'm sorry. <laughs> Session zero is a false cure-all. It doesn't solve all problems. Focus on tone. Focus on uh, safety tools. Focus a bit on as far as uh, new players explaining you roll a d20 to adjudicate things. That's the big dice. Hold on to that big dice. If I point at you and say something, roll that big dice. Don't fo- the group met the party cohesion and all that stuff. It's it's trying to just eat nothing but sugar. Eat the main course. Get your like core vegetables and then start playing the game. Don't read to me the Monopoly manual. So now that Eric has used tweet longer, all right, who's next? <laughs> now I don't feel as much pressure to. I was two eighty characters no. at most. <laughs> two hundred eighty characters. Fucking write fucking that down pass. and tell me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no <laughs> we're gonna go back to the tweets no. after this episode's over. Not a chance in hell. Anyway, vegetables is nine characters. So never uh, mind. You can uh, a healthy, balanced meal contains oh, both yeah. meat, vegetables. And dessert. Okay, it doesn't, but fuck you. Uh, you can have a little bit of both. You are not having a session zero to exclude the rest of content. Use it to uh, like uh, brief your players on what the campaign is going to be. Give them an opportunity to figure out who their characters are together. Actually have it. Do not have it at the expense of a- anything else. But you should have it. I think as much as possible, incorporate the largest, broadest changes you want to make to a game. You might miss some things, but and don't be afraid of that. And then also don't be afraid to revisit things later, after session zero. Um, because I, I think that puts too much pressure on people to feel like they are a master of everything going into it when you might be a first-time DM. So, so don't be afraid to miss something. You can always talk about it with your players later. We're all adults, and that should be possible. All right. Uh, the last thing I want to say here is I think orientation and delegation are important. Be assertive, be confident during the whole process, and I think do a tutorial thing, right? I think Eric is 100% right in terms of start play and then teach them through play, right? All right, you start in a town. Uh, I want to talk to this guy. Roll a block. Anyway, you can reach us at zoneofhottruth at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, which is probably the best way, just at zoneofhottruth, surprisingly. And there are a number of other ways to communicate with us, like humans, on Anchor, if you go there. So, last thing I'll leave you with is thank you for listening, and keep rolling those dice. Thank you.